Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy Meet Batman, episode 38, Batman Stands Pat. I don't. I don't know what to make of that name. Batman stands pat. Yeah, I'm either. I think it's because in this in this episode, it is kind of it's 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 a lot like the Saturday Night Live sketch. Pat, it's Pat, where Batman is very androgynous, and everyone's like, "Should we call him Batman or Batwoman or what?" You know, Bat person. <laughs> a person. They're like, "What's deal with Robin? He's just wearing underwear." <laughs> so. Um. By, by the time everyone that's looks, actually, that, those are actually, that's actually a line in in this episode. The well, what's Hatter the deal with Robin? <laughs> Why is he always wearing underwear? Yeah, because the Mad Hatter never wears underwear. No, <laughs> he's always going commando. <laughs> so what's up? I mean, this is a new year. This I think. Yeah, this is our first episode of the new year. Yes, it is. It's uh, it, it seems like it's been a while since we've done an episode, but I don't think it really has been that long, has it? Well, it was we recorded the last episode pre Christmas, but it was released uh, post Christmas. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and you can tell that our fans are getting the the, the Batmites are getting itchy for new. They are, and, and by the time they listen to this, the lost episode will have been released. Well, I know. There's on on Facebook. They're they're clamoring. They're they are. They they are. I know. It's it's the most. It's it's as hotly anticipated. Is the Josie and, and the Pussy Cat? Well, that too. Josie and the Pussy Cat, starring Rachel Lake Cook. <laughs> I think Rosario Dawson's also in that movie, but I don't. I don't remember. No, it, this is the most maybe the that or it was since it's already been released. Well, I guess that's true. Um, the most anticipated event of the last twenty-five years. Oh, think? definitely. Yeah. Media event, of course. I mean, yes. Yeah. This is more. This is actually the the biggest Batman event of 2012. Is not the Dark Knight Rises. No, it's Batman stands pat. Well, actually, that was the biggest event. Well, that's true. The the biggest event. I, I guess we should announce it now. Okay. As everyone knows, probably almost none of our listeners actually know this because this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it. Most of our listeners are outside of the U.S. Yeah. But as as some may know, NFL some playoffs. Are off planet. Yeah, some aren't even on on Earth, and that's all we can say about that. Exactly. Yeah. But some may know the NFL playoffs happening right now. Yes. As not at, not. I mean, they're not. There are no games happening right now. But it's. Well, it's possible by the time this episode gets put up, there it might be in the middle of a game. You we might you might be watching, uh, Giants Forty ers and listening to this episode, which I would recommend. I would too. You could almost think of this as an audio commentary for the game. So, so you and I were talking. Actually, from what I understand, CBS—that's what they're doing. Instead of just... airing, instead of having like uh, Jim Brown and like John Madden talk about the game, they're just playing episodes of Steve and Andy over top of it. I always thought that we would be great color commentators. Oh yeah, totally. We we would take their jobs, and then Al Michaels and uh, uh, Chris Collinsworth would take over this, and be Al and Chris meet Batman. <laughs> I would I would listen to that. Oh, I would too. Faith Hill would still do the theme song <laughs> instead, instead of her saying Al and Chris having fun on TV. It'd be Al and Chris watching Batman on TV. <laughs> so the NFL playoffs are happening, and of course, you and I were talking about this. We're NFL fans. We're, we're saying, all right, who's doing the halftime show for the Super Bowl? And um, as you know, we were contacted by Fox or whoever. Yes. I don't know who's doing it this year. I don't know. It, CBS. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because they, we were con- – we were we, – we had the contract signed. Yes. Is what happened. We signed the contract. Yes, we'll do the halftime show. Uh, and it was just going to be us talking about Batman for 30 minutes. You know, we, I mean, we, I, at least I don't have any musical talents. No, I don't either. And then yeah. they, and they were going to say, you know, do whatever episode you want to do. They, they were, they kind of wanted us to lean towards a false face episode, but yeah. they kind of left open. So. And you know what I, I, and that was the, the rub because we said no false face. Yes. Uh, I'm not doing false face on national TV and especially not live. I said, we'll do a Mad Hatter. We'll do an egghead, maybe a King Tut. 
not doing a false face, and that that pissed him off. It, it, well, I was I was afraid by by doing a false face that it would just be the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction all over again. It's just it's what everyone expects, and I said, yes. you know, let's give him something new, yeah. right? And and yeah, of course the 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 possibility of a wardrobe malfunction of a, when. It, while doing a false face episode is exponentially oh exponentially yeah. higher, especially since Burt Ward was going to be with us. Yes, Burt Ward was going to be there in his underwear. He threatened. He said he will threaten to take his dong out if he has to. <laughs> so we had it all signed. We were getting pyrotechnics people lined up, the dancers choreographed. It was going to be great. It was. I was thinking best football, best Super Bowl halftime show ever. <laughs> Needless to say, the deal fell through. Yeah. It, it well the the false know. face thing, it oh, that that was a big point of contention. Also they they thought that we were a music act. <laughs> they thought we were gonna sing about the episode. I don't know what they thought, but they thought we were a music act and 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 they tried to get Sting. They said, Alright, well, okay, you guys are gonna have to go on stage with Sting and you but it- you did not want to do that. Yeah, well, it was the pro wrestler Sting. It turns out, I, I, would, I wouldn't have been that upset about that. It was, it was, the, it was the singer. I hate Sting. So. But at the time, you thought it was the singer, and you said, "I'm not yes. going on stage with him." And the whole deal fell through. Long story short, Madonna is now doing the halftime show. Yeah, and from what I understand, she originally pitched Madonna meets Batman to the NFL. <laughs> That's I, she might. Yeah. She might still be doing that. We're out of the she loop might. now. We're completely out. Yeah. So we thought. Who wants to see Madonna do a halftime show? Not not us, certainly. And I'm sure the Batmites don't either. No. I mean, no one outside of, like, 1992 <laughs> So, <laughs> So what we're going to do, and we're announcing it right here, an independent halftime show, the Steve and Andy Super Halftime Show Bowl 2012. <laughs> it's it's going to be big. It's going to be – it might be the best episode of Steve and Andy ever, and I know – probably, probably will be. And after you listen to this episode, you might not think that's possible, but it's going to be It's going to be huge. I like to think that every new episode is, becomes the best episode. I like to think every episode is the best episode ever. Oh, my God. Like they're, ev- all, tied like they're all tied in first place, yeah. That, um, that could be possible. Besides maybe the the first Jim Beard episode. Ooh, that, yeah, that was yeah. a low point. <laughs> That was also the low point in his life. <laughs> he said that ap- after doing that, he was almost going to get to drink. <laughs> so what, what's going to happen is you're going to be watching the Super Bowl. Uh, we don't know who's in the Super Bowl yet. Do you have any predictions, by the way? Uh, you know, I really don't. Um, throwing them out right now just to do it, uh, Patriots and Giants. I, I was going to say the seven. same thing. Yeah. I have a Remember feeling. seven. It's going to be a good Super Bowl no matter what. You're going to be watching yeah. it, you know, sitting around with your sitting around with your friends, eating some chicken wings maybe. I don't know Probably. what I mean, maybe some buffalo wings. Yeah, so, buffalo wings. You got a pizza probably. on the yeah, way. Pizza. Uh nachos probably. You got some nachos. You got your diet cokes. You got all your buds around. Yes. Madonna comes on. It's going to kill the buzz of that party. Instead, you just click off the television, turn it off. Computer. Yeah, don't even look at it. Walk over Click to the computer. We're going to release the episode, I mean, not live, but we'll release it exactly as the Super Bowl, the first half ends. Yes. And you will download it, maybe shortly before to give you time to download it. Yeah, like we're going to gonna have it time perfectly, so you listen to it. Once it's over, you're back in. Yes, you're back in. You know, in. we're going to do it live, let's just say. We're, we're doing it live. We're gonna Kind of, that's what it'll seem like. We should. We, I'll edit out that other stuff. Let's just say we're doing it live. People, they'll know, but <laughs> we're we're doing it live, and this it, it's gonna be it's gonna be big. It will be big, and we're gonna make CBS or NBC very unhappy. Exactly. But you know what? We don't care. We go against That's, the grain here at Stephen Andy. What, what's going to happen is that it'll be. The Madonna halftime show will be the third most watched and or listened to halftime. Yes, that night. absolutely. Number go. number one, Steve and Andy meet Batman Super Halftime Show Bowl 2012. Yes. Number two, the Kitty Halftime Show at the Puppy Bowl. Yes, 
Number three, Madonna at the Super Bowl. That's she might even be number four. She might be. I don't know who else is going to do one, but just I'm sure the, uh, people will turn off their televisions. That'll be number three. Yeah, or people will turn on like reruns of Big Bang Theory on TBS. <laughs> so that's that is this is the Batman event of 2012. The Steve exactly. and Andy Super Halftime Show Bowl. Exactly. Oh my God! And it's gonna be. I mean, we have we've we've got we've got the script lined up. We've got everything lined up. It's and it's gonna be huge. That's all I we can say. We still have the dancers lined up, and it's and it's all, only audio. Yeah, the dancers but, but, are here right now. In fact, line they are literally lined up. Exactly. They're we're not dancing till. We're gonna have microphones on the ground by their feet, so you can hear <laughs> them dance. The micros the microphones will be turned off though. So <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> I mean we're not we're not that big of a, we can afford microphones, but just not the cords. Right. Well, because we have to pay for the dancers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're expensive. Let's just put it. And I don't know why I have them here this early. <laughs> That's <laughs> part of the reasons why they're so expensive. So the Super Bowl, Sunday, February 5th, 2012. Look forward to that. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be – it's going to be the halftime show people are talking about. It will be. It'll be water cooler talk the next day. <laughs> I was hey, did you listen to the Steve and Andy halftime show? The, nobody – yeah, yeah. No one's going to care good. about the game. No. People might even, after you listen to it, you might even not even watch the second half. Just listen to it again a couple more times. It's, <laughs> it's going to be that good. Yeah, I know. What's the point of watching the rest of the Super Bowl? There's really no point, I have to say. There's and not going to be any point. If, if you thought the Super Bowl commercials were big, wait till the commercials we have lined up. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> 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 I understand Coca Cola and Bud. They're they're not even they're contemplating doing commercials on the half during the Super Bowl this year. No, they're they're dropping their halftime. Any any kind of halftime ads are all gone. They're they're drying up. They're Much like back. Madonna. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're gonna get an angry call from Madonna's agent after this show. Oh no doubt. And his, well, she, uh, she his. listens. You know she listens. So. Oh, of course she does. She doesn't like it, but she listens. Yeah, she does. And she's asked to be on the show before, and yeah. I just said, it's not really going to work. You're, you know what? You're kind of, you're, you're washed up. You're old news. Get us Lady Gaga. Well, you know what's funny is that she once caught up and said she wants to be a guest villainous on the series, and I got to tell her that they haven't made a new episode since 1968. She's stuck in the past. Exactly. She's stuck in the past. Vogue. Material Girl, that is the past. Exactly. I'm talking Lady Gaga. I don't even know, I don't know the names of any Lady Gaga songs. That might be one of her songs. It might be called that. Just named after her. It's like the monkey's theme. (laughs) The Lady Gaga theme? She needs her own sitcom. I think that would work. And it would be like the monkeys? Hey, hey, Lady Gaga. It'd be like a, it'd be surreal, like a, like a surreal goofy show, like the monkeys, where she's always like late on her rent, so she has to find ways to make money. I like it. That, that there, in fact, might be a show like that. I'm not sure. There might be. Hey, Lady Gaga, you're always on around. <laughs> she is. Ugh. That's the problem. Oh, she is. That's what makes her so popular, though. We are quickly closing in on episode fifty. I mean, not. I mean, we're still a, a ways off. But we're, well, we're, I mean, if this is thirty-eight, that means eleven more episodes after this one. Yes, and and we're closing in. I just wanted to point that out. That's a I milestone. Mean, actually, when we get to ten, like, so we'll do this one, then we'll do thirty-nine. Once we get to forty, we should go ten more. Forty-one. We should go nine more. Like yes, that. we'll like, start you know, the countdown. Yeah, it'll be bigger than Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's. Well, that's not hard to top. Well, it'll be called Dick Clark's Rock and Steve and Andy Me Batman. <laughs> we should get him on the show. <laughs> With Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> and Jenny McCarthy. I, what, what is she doing on there? I don't I don't understand that at all. Who? She's not doing anything else. Yeah, jeez. Um, and, there, and there is a Batman connection in that. Because before Warner Brothers decided not to make the fifth Batman movie in the Tim Burton Joel Schumacher series... Like when they were initially were going to make a fifth one. Yes. One of the rumored villains was going to be Harley Quinn, played by Dick Clark. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just couldn't fill out the outfit, so they were it, like, we should just cancel it. Eh, it's not working out. Cancel it, yeah. Yeah. I like, just cancel it. I thought you were going to say the connection was uh, when Batman appeared on an episode of the $10,000 Pyramid. <laughs> or when he appeared on Singled Out. <laughs> Or something that Ryan Seacrest did. Oh, I guess American Idol. He did that. <laughs> or his radio show, whatever that's called. Doesn't he do the top 40 now? Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was still Casey Kasem, but I don't know. That, well, that, that, hey, there you go. That's another Batman connection right there. Casey Kasem. He was Robin on the animated shows. You see it everywhere, you know? We should just do an episode of all the Batman connections. It would be like six degrees of uh, separation with uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes. But it would be with Dick Clark. <laughs> so you just try to figure it out. Dick Clark goes to this person. So, like, Dick Clark to Lady Gaga. So, like, Dick Clark was on this show, and this guy was on this show, and this guy was on the Lady Gaga Well, Dick show. Clark is dating Lady, uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga right now. That could be true, because I think she pressed the button this year for the ball to go down. Oh, she might have. I think she was actually on the, the show. Yeah, doing that. You know, like, yeah. And then you, and then we would connect Lady Gaga then to Batman, based on, <laughs> based on Dick Clark. It would work. That, yeah, that you can. Maybe we'll do that for our fiftieth episode. That, yep, that sounds like a good idea. It would be broadcast live on pay per view. <laughs> People would have to pay for it. So look forward to the Super Bowl episode Sunday, February fifth. I uh, I don't know what time. I guess we should we should work that out. What time? Find it, uh, yeah, I don't know. You had to like sit by as the Super Bowl was happening, like during the second period, waiting to count down because I don't think there's like a set time. It goes to halftime, so you just have to go like. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. We'll be ready. We'll be ready. Oh, totally. Are you ready for this week's? Is it another Mad Hatter? Of course, the conclusion yes, of the Mad Hatter episode. Very exciting. I know people have been clamoring for this. So oh, they really, they're should. like, "What happens? What happens in this?" <laughs> no one ever does spoilers that listen to this that haven't seen it. No. Oh, they no. Don't, they don't go to, like, Wikipedia and look up the episode and go, oh, man, I gotta find out what... I have to find out if Batman survives. Oh, no, does not... He get, does he get out of that plaster tomb? <laughs> You'll find out in about one minute. Are you ready to get into this week's episode? I'm, I'm ready. So do you have any info on this episode for us? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Batman Stands Pat, February 24th, 1966, was the air date. Uh, it was written by Charles Hoffman, directed by Norman Foster. David Wayne is the Mad Hatter. And let's see, is anyone else fun in it? Diane McBain is Lisa. And Roland Lestarza, Cappy. <laughs> Cappy had a prominent role. <laughs> he really did. He so, stole the episode, I have to say. How many goons did Mad Hatter have? He had two, uh, Cappy and some other guy, Dice. and then Lisa. Dice. What was his name? Dicer. D-I-C-E. Oh, okay. I think him like Bowler or something like that. Since yeah, I don't know that it was a missed opportunity. It's you know it's like always one of the villains goons always has like a name. Like Mo. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mister Freeze's guy Mo. Like like Nippy Chili and Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name should have been Icer. Something. I mean, anything would have been better than Mo. <laughs> Last time the Mad Hatter was on a hat-stealing spree, um, also he was kidnapping people, but that seems to be secondary. Yeah, no one really cares about that. Uh, he was using his super instant mesmerizing device. Uh, he His plan was to kidnap every member of the jury who convicted him, even though he had kidnapped, like, five or six people already. Batman and the police department have not yet figured out what is connecting these people. Yeah, the supposed world's greatest detective. So what I want to know, what did this jury convict him of? Um, I'm assuming hat napping. I think it was something more petty. Because I think... Like like jaywalking? I think Gordon's got something out for uh, the Mad Hatter. Jarvis Tetch? Oh, yes. Well, didn't Jarvis Tetch have an affair with uh, Gordon's wife? Yeah, you wonder why we never see Gordon's wife? Yeah, exactly. Lisa. Exactly. And he acts <laughs> like he doesn't know her when he sees her. Like, why? Do, they, do they see each other later? Um, yes, yes, they do. Yeah, like, Spoiler. Oh, I don't I don't know her. <laughs> oh, here's like, she looks a lot like your wife. And he's like, what? What? What are you talking uh, about? Nope. Mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> he's like, my, my wife died in a car accident. Do you remember that, O'Hara? <laughs> so the man had her plans on taking out Batman. And if you remember, Batman was a key witness in the trial. 
Uh, we last left Batman and Robin uh, as they were caught by the Mad Hatter. Batman was encased in a tomb of plaster. I think this is the inspiration for The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Probably. Lucas Bro. was watching. He's like, oh, what can I do? Yeah. He was just going to have Han Solo uh, handcuffs. A big or a big mason jar. Yeah, I like just that better. A big mason jar. He was, they were building the like, mason like jar. A, like, a, like, a bit, like a big, uh, like a big uh, piece of like duct tape on the side <laughs> that says Han Solo on it so people know who's in it. And then he watches it, he's like, yeah, you know, the plaster thing's a lot better. I'm going to roll with it's, that. It sounds cooler. It works cooler. for this. Yeah. I mean, where would he be on a big mason jar at? <laughs> so I, we, mean, I, could have seen, I could have seen it getting damaged in transportation from uh, <laughs> from Cloud City to Tatooine, like Boba Faxley knocking it over or something. Like, oh, no. We open on the Mad Hatter and his goons uh, and the sculptor Marblow. They're in his studio. Marblow is chipping away at Batman encased in the plaster. Uh, of course, the Mad Hatter is getting very uh, impatient. He he plans on using the plaster mold to make a perfect replica of Batman's cowl. He's like into the hat collecting thing, but he's really more into like head accessory collecting. Yeah, because, because the cowl's not a. It's it's not a hat. No. Did you notice Robin was bound and gagged to a horse? Yes. It looked like something out of Caligula. It was very weird. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> it's very provocative. He's like tied to this marble horse. Um, yeah. I mean, straddling it. We'll put a picture up, but I don't know if that... It wasn't, them, look, them might not get past the Facebook censors. No. So. <laughs> uh, the Mad Hatter was having a little too much fun with that. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, Mad Hatter is trying to get Marblow to chip away faster, but it takes time. Marblow is an artist; he's not just yeah, going to real art. I'm he's not going to chip this away willy nilly. It's got to take his time. Do it very carefully. Uh, soon, uh, Batman just busts out of the mold. He's alive. Uh, the Mad Hatter uh, tries to stop him with the mesmerizing device, but it's it's jammed or something. I don't, maybe the batteries ran out. It doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> Worst possible moment for that. Shoddy craftsmanship. When Batman busts out, though, uh, <clears throat> Matt Hatter says diabolical. Like, that's really diabolical. He, I guess he was just surprised, and the first word that came to his mind was diabolical. <laughs> like, diabolical! Uh, the Matt Hatter and his goons race off. Their, they said, let's let's take the Batmobile. That's never a good idea. Yeah. When you're, when you're a rogue and you go, let's take the Batmobile. You know what's you coming. To, I mean, why wouldn't it be, like, booby-trapped in some <laughs> way? <laughs> <laughs> like Batman just left the keys in for you to let's take it. So uh, Batman's too weak to chase after him. Out on the street, we see the Mad Hatter and his goons. They leap into the Batmobile. Of course, the alarm goes off. The car starts smoking. That, that's part of the alarm, I guess. Uh, no that's fireworks the main this time. Part of the alarm is just the smoke <laughs> that comes out of it. Yeah, why did they try that? Like, what what happened to their van? I don't know. Was it? I guess they're just going to leave their van behind. I think the Mad Hatter wanted to pick up chicks in the Batmobile. Cause that yeah, but van... the problem is there, there was the Mad Hatter his, and his two goons, because I don't think Lisa was with them. <laughs> it's only, the Batmobile is only a two-seater. It's a two-seater, yeah. The goons were riding. One, one was in the other's lap. I mean, I when you're villains, that doesn't look good. And that's not going to be good when you're trying to pick up chicks, either. No, you got, you know, Dicer and Moe sitting next to you on top of each other. It's almost as bad as that creepy van. They <laughs> yeah. The creepy van would probably be better. Um, back inside the studio, we see Batman's finally untied Robin. Um, thank God. Robin <laughs> wants to know how Batman escaped. Bat- Batman's like, eh, it wasn't that hard. It just, it just held, held my breath. Lungs of steel. So Batman does not smoke, ladies no, and gentlemen. That's and that's how, me. that's how he has lungs of steel. Robin they, says, they say he hasn't, but they call him old iron lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Robin says, holy frog man. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means, Robin. Uh, Batman suggests that uh, they help Marblow clean up the mess. That's a first for Batman, too, by the way. He likes to leave messes. He does not like to clean up messes. He's really into collateral damage. Uh, I, not, th- not just the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> I think what he was going to do, though, he's like, oh, we can help you clean this up, and he was about to go out to the Batmobile and call Alfred to come over and clean it up for him. Uh, Marblow sa- says, don't worry about it. Uh, Batman says, the next time he comes to pose, there will be no interruptions. I don't hmm. like the... I, d- I didn't like the way he said it. No. I think. Especially since we already know that the next time Batman poses for him, it's going to be nude from, from the cow down. Cow down. So. Yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah. 
Uh, they <laughs> they race off. Not, not good. Back in the Batcave, Batman immediately leaps out of the car, the Batmobile. Says he finds being outsmarted by the Mad Hatter very irritating, and Robin says, "Oh yeah, I know what you mean." And did you notice there was a very awkward pause at that moment, like a couple <laughs> seconds, and they kind of look at each other. They forgot their lines. I think that's what really happened. They're like, "What do we do now?" Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. But Batman wants to figure out what the Mad Hatter's plan is. Why does he steal the the hats and also the people? I like Batman emphasized the hats though. Um, they really don't care what happens to the people. No, oh no, not at all. These hats are of utmost importance. It's a big, it's big business in Gotham, and as oh, as you know, it Batman is. is out to look after big business. I mean, when you think about it, hats huge business in Gotham. We already know umbrellas are just from the Penguin episode where there was there was how many umbrella factories within the city? A couple thousand. Like I think they said there was like five umbrella factories. There were a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Things that protect your head. They're big in Gotham. Oh, they don't want any sun getting on their head. No. They all have, like, very sensitive skin. Oh, it's a big problem well, in Gotham. The, they're, the they're UV. They're all like O'Hara. <laughs> they're, you know, they're all fresh from Ireland, so, you know, they got that pasty skin. Uh, Batman's wondering why the Mad Hatter said that Batman is his 13th hat. What does that mean? There, there have been five kidnappings so far. So Batman gets on the line with Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Gordon tells him there are six more hat disappearances. That leaves... One left. Uh, I like how Batman is surprised. He's like, "No, oh, the the police department's on on top of things now." He's actually. I don't think he was expecting to get much out of that phone call. He's like, hey, I, "I guess I'll go ahead and forget about it. I'll go ahead and leave." So, so Batman's thinking, "Uh, twelve hats, twelve people. What comes in twelve? Robin suggests donuts. I think Robin's hungry. obviously. You know. <laughs> I like Batman says that's not quite it. Robin's Although, like he's trying to make a bunch of human donuts. That would you know wouldn't surprise me, although it doesn't fit into the hat theme. Well, you know, well, I don't know. That's true. So they hop onto the back computer and figure out it's a jury of twelve. How did it take them this long to figure it out? We were commenting on this last time. Well, you know, when, when the first thing they think of is donuts. Yeah, they, they were That's off. They were thinking more of the food realm, and it really. Wait, see, Batman was at. He was a witness in the trial. He saw the jury. He knows. Who. You think you would know who's in it? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But uh, Batman's kicking himself a little bit. If, to be fair, he's he's a little disappointed himself. <laughs> he's like, Donuts, I can't believe we thought it had something to do with Donuts. <laughs> he says the Mad Hatter needs one more hat. Uh, so Batman, Batman gets back on the line with Gordon. I like we see Gordon in his office talking on the phone to I, someone. Did he was talking to his bookie? It's someone named Charlie, and I was wondering. I think he was talking to his bookie, like, <laughs> I'll give you the money next week. He's like, don't look. Look, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. You know me. <laughs> you know me, Charlie. He, he always has to go to O'Hara and uh, borrow Come money. Come G. That's what you call me. <laughs> the G-Man. Jimmy Boy G. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just got to bet money on the ponies, Charlie. <laughs> he's betting money on those prison football games. And he's oh, written. It makes a lot of sense now because he's stocking up the teams. Oh, he is. He knows that the the inter prison the interleague prison World Series is coming up. So that's why he the main reason why he wants Hatter behind bars because that guy can play shortstop like no one's business. <laughs> He's already got the Joker behind bars for that arm. Aren't they making a movie kind of like Moneyball about Gordon called uh, Prison Ball? I would like to see that, and I would like to see Matt Damon play Commissioner Gordon. But who, who would play O'Hara? J- Jonah Hill would play Chief O'Hara, of course. <laughs> yeah, why are you even asking that? And it would be the same thing. Like, O'Hara would come to Gordon, and he's like, we're looking at it all wrong. we got to look at the statistics for these guys. <laughs> Obviously, Penguin doesn't have the build of an athlete, but he can get on base. I think, and then they're like, well, let's get some donuts, and they just eat donuts for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so I, I smell Oscar. I would like to see that prison ball. It's called Prison Ball Moneyball Two. Yes, Aaron Sorkin again would be in the screenplay. Yeah, I would. I'd like to see it. Uh, so Gordon jumps up, answers the bat phone, gets off the line with his bookie. Um, Batman requests the names of the jurors. <laughs> like Gordon says, okay, but that might take a while. He has the file on his desk. <laughs> I know. Um, what I like is that he says, "Well, we'll get to that later." Okay. Yeah, just then, 
Alfred comes into the Batcave, uh, tells them, and Harriet said that dis- dinner's ready. Um, Harriet's also wondering if Batman and Robin are back from bird sighting. Even Alfred seems suspicious now oh, of those two. That was more like of an air quotes bird sighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what happened? He's what? like, I checked Marble's Facebook account and I saw the picture of Robin <laughs> straddling that horse. Um, Batman tells him that um, to just tell Anne Harriet that they just called and that they're still out bird sighting. They're going to be there pretty late. So this is how it went down with Anne Harriet. <laughs> She's like, are, are Bruce and Dick home? Because I just made dinner. And he's like, let me go check. He goes to the study, which is always locked, by the way. <laughs> and he comes out like 10, 20 minutes later. <laughs> and now they just out of, call. Out of breath, he has to run up the stairs. <laughs> Unless he takes the poles. <laughs> yeah, he comes back out of breath, sweating and smelling kind of damp. <laughs> kind of musty. No, they're gone. They 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 just called. They're still bird sighting still. They're gonna be out late. Really late. Why, why is that door locked? Don't worry about it. <laughs> why 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 are they always? Why do they smell musty? Don't don't worry about it. So yeah, Bruce tells him to say they're they're uh, still out. Uh, just then, Gordon calls back. Uh, he has the juror list. Reads Batman's <laughs> Batman off the names. The last juror, Turkey Bowinkle. Um, turns out he owns a bowling alley, and I cover... This, this is what I was going to say. Gordon had to, say, had to tell him, I have to get the list, because, you know, I, I don't know who's on the jury. Let me call you back. He calls him back, and he names them all, but he knows right away that Turkey owns the bowling alley. Oh, he, he loves bowling. <laughs> does he know every owner of a bowling alley? That is a little weird. <laughs> it, it does look like a nice bowling alley, I have to oh, say. it does. That. Actually, it looks more like, like, a, like a coffee shop than a bowling alley. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> Like a like a a prototype of Starbucks. I I like how Robin says a bowler, but he says it with such disgust. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. It'd be worse if we were billiards players. (laughs) Batman asks if uh, Bo Winkle's hat has been stolen. Of course, it hasn't. So as Alfred begins to walk away, uh, Bruce stops him. Says they're going to need his help to trap the Mad Hatter. Batman gives him a homing transmitter, the Bat homing transmitter, of course. Um. He wants Alfred to place the transmitter in Bowinkle's hat. <laughs> I love Alfred is very pumped up. He has never been this excited because he hasn't left Wayne Manor in years. Either it's, it, he either does that or he has to say and he inherits meatloaf, which isn't a good thing. That's maybe that's why he was more excited. So do you think do you think Bruce and Dick went upstairs then to eat and said uh, Alfred had to go out for a little bit? That might have been <laughs> as, as, as we were coming in. He was going out. <laughs> that might- Actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, later, at the bowling alley, this is a great scene, too. What do, what, what do you think Alfred was Gus or Alfred or, or a completely new character? I think this was a new character. And we'll get... This is the origin, though, of those superhero Alfred. And as you say, he's sitting down at this table um, being served by Turkey Bowwinkle, serves some coffee. This is a classy bowling alley. You're right. It looks more like a diner. Um, the reason they made it a bowling alley is because Turkey owns of course a bowler hat uh it doesn't i don't even i don't even know where the lanes would be i don't either i mean and also does someone that owns a bowler hat have to own a bowling alley I yes know it's the, yes in gotham things. city that if you buy a bowl <laughs> um <laughs> that, that was put in when the egg tax was put in <laughs> so alfred's sitting at the table telling turkey that he's interested in genealogy and turkey says ghosts i don't even understand that at all um, Alfred's like, no, no, it's like names and your family tree. Alfred's like, you have a very interesting name. Uh, maybe you have some records of your family in your office. It seems, it doesn't seem like, let's just say it like it is. Alfred is flirting with Turkey. He's laying on the charm. Well, you know, he, he just went in there to put the thing in that, but then he got a glimpse of that figure Turkey has. He, oh, and who does Turkey look like a seventies, like cop show star? You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I should have. I don't know. Um, not. Uh, I don't know. Who, I mean, name me. Name I'm me thinking Chips. I think who was the guy? Oh, Eric Estrada. <laughs> yeah. Tur- <laughs> you think Turkey looks like Eric Estrada? He looks like a like a maybe a more shapely, I should say, Eric Estrada. 
with Shafley, Eric Estrada. I want to know who played Turkey now. E- Eric Estrada. I mean, that would be something if it was Eric Estrada. You, that would have come that. up in the notes for, for you. That would have, I know. But for some reason, Turkey's not even listed in the cast that I'm looking at. I'm going to have to find this out now. <laughs> I have to know who was Turkey. Turkey. What's his last name? Is it Turkey Bottoms? That's what I couldn't figure out. Turkey Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle? Like Bullwinkle? Like Bullwinkle the I think so. I thought it was going to be a Bullwinkle the Moose is who I thought it would be. I thought it was too. I thought there was going to be a moose in there. Instead of just Eric Estrada. Are are you going to flip out if it is Eric Estrada? I might just close my computer and (laughs) jump up. Right there. (laughs) That that would be the perfect way to end Steve and Andy. (laughs) It is Eric Estrada. Let's see. Is that the God, I can't wait. I'm I'm nervous. I think he's wait. I don't think it's actually Eric Estrada, but it, the <laughs> resemblance. <laughs> it's George Con- Conrad. Not even close. Not even close. No. Although he was on an episode of Ironside, <laughs> which was a, which was like a cop show in the seventies. There you go. I it think the detective, detective show when the producers of Chips were watching or where they were trying to cast the show, they were watching this. They saw Turkey come on, and the producer stood up and said, get me someone who looks like Turkey Bowwinkle. Well, and I have something else to tell you. In 1962, Perry Mason, the episode title, The Case of the Promoter's Pillbox, Turkey played a guy named Chico. <laughs> we have He's to do that episode so now. good that three years later, in 1965, he came back for The Case of the Wrathful Wraith. Is the second reporter. <laughs> I think uh, Turkey Bowwinkle and what was his name? George Co- George Conrad. Conrad has just entered the Stephen Andy lexicon. <laughs> he did a lot of TV. Actually, Ironsides is the last thing he's credited for. Then an episode of the DA, the People versus Edwards, where he plays Jimmy Edwards, and then before that, Batman, Turkey Bowwinkle. <laughs> He was on three episodes of The Lawless Years. Wow. So, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, so Alfred is laying on the charm with Turkey. It's g- getting very uncomfortable because I'm not sure Turkey is into it. But maybe he is. I think he is into it. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Alfred then talks Turkey into letting him see his hat. Turkey says, oh, it's upstairs in my office. Just then we see the Mad Hatter enter with his lady, uh, Lisa, uh, Matt Hatter, I like how he makes no attempt at all to disguise himself. He's wearing that giant hat. Because <laughs> he, he knows he looks good. He does. And why would you not wear that hat if you look so good in it? Uh, he tells Lisa to, quote, butter him up, referring to Turkey. Uh, I'm not sure the feminine charms are going to work with Turkey. Especially because he seemed to like Alfred. He, he was getting into it towards the end. Uh, she goes in, tells Turkey that she's from a magazine devoted to men's fashion, he was voted the best-hatted man in Gotham, and if you think that she made that up, it's it's a real magazine prize in Gotham. Yeah. The best-hatted man. Usually the Mad Hatter wins. <laughs> I think that's why he hated Turkey Bowie, but more than it, Turkey <clears throat> put him away in prison. So uh, Turkey's very suspicious. He's like, that's two people interested in my hat in one day. Uh, Alfred quickly excuses him. exactly how he said it, too. I know. I I do a pretty good Turkey Bowwinkle impression. (laughs) You do a great George Conrad. That was also my Eric Estrada. Um, (laughs) Alfred quickly excuses himself, um, but before he leaves, he kind of leans into Turkey and almost seductively says, perhaps we can go into your bloodline some other time. Oh, my. Oh, I, I almost turned the episode off right there. <laughs> it was getting a little X-rated. It was. Um, Lisa comments how that's gross. We see <laughs> Alfred sneak upstairs to Turkey's office. Uh, well, she, she, Lisa was very homophobic. So. <laughs> we see Alfred sneak off uh, upstairs into Turkey's office. Um, just then Lisa signals the Mad Hatter, so he also sign- sneaks up into the office while she yeah, keeps Turkey occupied. Yeah, he was like, like hiding behind a phone booth or something. He looked ridiculous. I don't know what he was doing. Um, <laughs> uh, can, the- I, can, can I tell you something? What's up? Roland Lestarza, who plays Cappy on this on this episode. Go ahead. He played Bouncer in the case of the Dead Ringer episode of Perry Mason. Wow, there's a lot of Perry Mason Batman connections. 
the same year he played Kathy. In that, yeah, you think, okay, obviously they met on the show, oh, on Perry yeah. Mason. And then later, you think they're, like, best friends hanging out of the Batman set. Like, you got the Perry Mason click. <laughs> That's probably what they called it, too. There's the PM click. <laughs> they think they're so much better than us. Raymond Burr's hanging around. Raymond Burr should have been on the show. <laughs> he should have played a villain. Um, so in the office, we see Alfred slip the transmitter into uh, Turkey's hat and leave just in time not to be noticed by the Mad Hatter. Uh, the Mad Hatter nabs the hat, sneaks off. I would say really nice work by Alfred here. Um, oh, well, he, he always gives the best work. Definitely the beginnings of Alfred and, and Gus. Gus. Sort yeah. of like your, this is the Alfred I want to see more of. The, I wouldn't see an Alfred, like, just like, four-part miniseries on HBO. <laughs> and it's just called A.L. Fred. Yep, The Adventures of A.L. Fred. That is what I want to see. Uh, we then and you see... Know what, I don't, and you know what? I don't think I'm the only one. Oh, no. I mean, there's me. Exactly. And probably Harry Comer. And probably well, even more than that. <laughs> we see uh, the Mad Hatter approach Turkey with the hat. Uh, he tells him he's repaying his old debt. Uh, he tells him he's repaying his old debts. Of course, Turkey is having none of this. Uh, he moves to grab the hat and it falls on the floor. The transmitter falls out. And of course, the Mad Hatter's not pleased. He thinks Turkey is in league with Batman. He mesmerizes him. Um, I'm wondering why he just didn't mesmerize him in the first place. You know, what? Because I, 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 at first I thought he was going to let Turkey go. I was like, that's very weird that he's letting Turkey go. Well, why this song and dance with the sneaking? Well, he's really sticking it to Turkey because he really does think Turkey might be the best-headed man in Gotham. And that really <laughs> riles him up. So Later, back in the Hat Factory, the Mad Hatter is brooding. Of course, he's extra pissed at Batman. He says he wants to make Batman into a hat and, quote, turn him into a fez and ride a camel in the desert. It, it seems a bit racist, but, uh, I mean, we'll... <laughs> I, I have something crazy to tell you. Okay. Gil Perkins, Dicer, in this episode, played the Watchman in the case of Constant Doyle episode of Perry Mason. Do you think just every actor in Hollywood in the 60s was at some point on an episode of Perry Mason? It's I mean, I guess it was the law and order of its day. Like, every non-big star, you know, just like bit player was on an episode of Perry Mason. <laughs> Could be, it's or, or you, uh, yeah, I, I think that's very possible. Um, I like how... I don't know if Chief O'Hare was on an episode of Perry Mason. No, oh no, he got his, he got his debut, his big break in this show. In show. <laughs> um, so yeah, the goons are weirded out that he wants to turn Batman into a fez and ride a camel in the desert. Um, Hold the phone, cowboy. No, no. Chief O'Hara, not one, not two, not three... But four episodes no. of Perry Mason. Oh my god. Always playing a different person. <laughs> well, I want to know the characters he played now. In 1959, he played Philip Morgan in the case of the petulant partner. <laughs> in 1960, Frederick Halstead in the case of the singing skirt. 1962 bartender on the case of the tarnished trademark 1962 shipping agent the case of the ancient romeo what's funny is that the ancient romeo should have been played by chief o'hara but i agree in the earlier episodes he was in he actually had like named characters (laughs) the other ones he's just bartender and shipping agents yeah, I, he he really went downhill on that show. He really did. And then he hit rock bottom when he was cast in this show. <laughs> He's cast as chief of air. He's like, I should be a shipping agent more episodes of Perry Mason. So, um, <laughs> the, the goons still want to know when they eat. They should be called Steve and Andy meet Perry Mason. Well, well that'll be a spinoff, I think. <laughs> well, anyway, the goons still want to know when they eat. They haven't eaten in days. Mad Hatter tells them they can eat once they get his ransom. The collection of presidential headgear. It, it, last episode, I believe it was presidential hats, and now it's no, headgear because it includes things like earmuffs. Well, yeah, they're really well, not. They hats. found out that William Taft never owned a hat. <laughs> His head's too big. I was hoping when I heard this, he just I, wore a domino mask. I was reminded by this that uh, I was hoping by the end of, end of this episode we'd actually get to see the presidential headgear, but it does not show up in this episode. Maybe in another episode. 
I like to think that it comes back. If the man, I don't know if the Mad Hatter returns, but I like to think <laughs> that that's always his goal is just to get the presidential head here. Uh, meanwhile, we see Batman and Robin roll up in the Batmobile. Of course, they've used a tracking device. Batman instructs Robin to call Commissioner Gordon. At the same time, we see the Mad Hatter looking down from a window. Um, of course, he sees Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman throws a grappling hook, and they climb up the wall. Batman is not good at sneaking around. No, no. <laughs> like, Mad oh, Hatter just goes up to his window. Well, they drive up in the Batmobile right up. heard some noise outside. It struck the window. I think they were honking their horn as they, <laughs> as they drove up. Um, and their horn honk sounds like na 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 na. That's what their whole word. I thought it sounded like na 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 That's probably actually what it sounds like. But at the end, it says Batman. <laughs> so Batman throws a grappling hook up. They climb up the wall. Of course, the Mad Hatter uh, gets ready. Uh, Mad Hatter and his goons they hide uh, as Batman and Robin climb up the wall. I thought this was very interesting. Robin says. You know, you think we're human flies, and Batman says, it's all part of the game. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I didn't understand <laughs> So they reach the window, and at this point, you know, I'm thinking, okay, they're just going to open up the window, walk in, because the window could be unlocked. Do they check? No, of course not. No. They bust through the damn window. And that can't be good for Robin's bare legs, all that flying glass. But I, I think they're, I imagine they're like out on the ledge and Robin's like, all right, let's open up the window. Batman holds up a hand, shakes his head no, and says, we're jumping through. Because Batman's covered like, head to toe. And Robin points at his bare legs, just look at these things. And, and then Batman holds up his hand again, shakes his head, gives a one, the two, the three. They jump through. <laughs> He actually does a countdown, but instead of going one with the normal index finger, the one is the middle finger. <laughs> uh, they jump through. They're kind of looking around very cautiously. They see the display with the jurors' hats. Just then, the goons and the Mad Hatter, they don't really jump out. They just kind of like slowly – they were like standing right there. They walk out. Uh, they also didn't really want to fight them. Yeah, they pull some guns on Batman and Robin. The Mad Hatter orders Batman to hand over his cowl. And he said, then I'll show you my hat factory. We all know what goes on in the hat factory. He makes hats. so Exactly. And and, he, but I don't know, is it possible to make a hat out of a human being? I know he keeps on talking about wanting to make a hat out of him. And that's a little dark for this episode, actually. A little bit. And I don't even know if it's possible. Well, we we were going to find out. And who would wear a human hat anyway? He would. And he'd ride around on a camel. He's, he's very, 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 very similar to Leatherface. Or Ed Gein, <laughs> covering himself in human flesh. Uh, Batman says, I'll be dead before you hand, before you get my cow. Um, and Mad Hatter says, oh, okay, we'll do the factory first then. You'll have, you'll have to pry my cow out of my, off of my cold, dead head. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I like the Mad Hatter's just like, all right, we can do the hat factory first then. We should just have <laughs> demanded the cow. Um, hubris on the Mad Hatter's part. So they slowly march off to the factory machine. Uh, just then Lisa comes back. She said, oh, sorry, I'm late. I needed a pedicure. I guess this was an emergency pedicure. Well, she, you know, they, she wants to see Batman turn into a hat. She wants to look <laughs> good when it happens. Robin said, hey, it's the girl from the uh, the hat store. If you remember, Lisa worked in the hat store. <laughs> and Robin just thinks it's a coincidence. He doesn't think that she <laughs> I think you're right. And well, I like yeah, Batman says, did you catch what he said here? I think. I think he said, yes, she's up to her pretty naked evil. I thought he said she's up to her pretty neck and evil. Oh, okay. That's that's exactly what he said. Pretty naked didn't make any sense. Uh, the Mad Hatter tells Lisa that Batman and Robin are about to undergo a procedure he has reserved for rabbits and beavers. It's animal cruelty. It really is. Is what it is. He's not really making hats. Yeah. Uh, if PETA saw this episode today. I have a question. When when Man, when he first jumped into the window, Mad Hatter's gang came out. They're like, oh, give me the hat. And he's like, I want to take you on tour of the hat factory. Did the Mad Hatter say to him, I'm going to take your picture? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to take your picture and broadcast it all over the... Yeah. Oh, okay. Because for some reason when he said that, I was thinking, I'm going to take your picture and I'm just going to take your picture, like put in like a photo book or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought was so that strange. I'm like, why is he taking his picture? I'm going to take your picture, and I'm going to keep it on me. I'm going to put it in my wallet. He's like, look who I'm at. Um, so Batman and Robin... Now, when he said beavers, I, don't, I thought he was talking about 
women's vagina. <laughs> I think I don't know, maybe. Uh, Batman and Robin march slowly into the machine, uh, but just then Batman whips around, grabs a hat on the wall, knocks out one of the goons, and a, of course a fight what breaks out. Made out of? I don't know. Gold. Because later in the in the fight, the Mad Hatter knocks out Robin with a hat. <laughs> I have and to say, was out for a while. this was one of the longer fights that I've seen so far in the show. Well, there was real venom between oh, the yes. cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Mad Hatter is kicking Batman and Robin in the head. Uh, while Batman is distracted with a couple of goons, the Mad Hatter, as you said, knocks Robin out with a hat, puts him on the conveyor belt, and Robin slowly moving towards the spinning blade. I like how the Mad Hatter put him at the start of the conveyor belt instead of the part closest to the spinning blades. Um, but just when Robin's about to get cut, Batman grabs him, uh, but the Mad Hatter leaps out, uh, knocks Batman in the head. It looked like a steel pipe. Uh, he holds Batman dangerously it's close. Steel pipe hat. To the spikes. Uh, Batman struggles back. Yeah, this uh, fight was a little intense in this part. It was. He pushes the Mad Hatter away, starts taking on goons. Just then the Mad Hatter grabs Robin, holds him over a vat of chemicals. These aren't like your green, your organic hats. He's using chemicals. Heavy-duty <clears throat> uh, Batman leaps up, grabs a dangling light, kicks the Mad Hatter into a vat of chemicals. They kind of laugh. Is the Mad Hatter dead? I, I know they start laughing after he's been, like, dumped into a thing of acid or well, something. Well, they pull him out, and I can only assume that he's horribly maimed. And uh, they, the Batman, of course, has to make a witty comment. Like, that will keep him out of mischief for a while. <laughs> uh, they walk over to Le- uh, Lisa, and she says to Batman, Well, what, what are you going to do with me, Batman? <laughs> She says it kind of seductively, of course. He says, uh, that's for the courts to decide. He said two words, fishing trip. <laughs> Just then, Gordon and O'Hara come in uh, with some Gotham PD. Uh, one of them's carrying an axe. I think their <laughs> firearms budget was low, so they just started handing they're, out axes. They, they were just they were going to dismember the Manhattan. They were lost again. <laughs> That's Gordon O'Hara came and said, oh, we got lost. They are horrible with directions. Yeah, sorry we're late. We, yeah, we were lost. Uh, Batman says... Lost. It's all right. Later at a hat store in Gotham, we see Bruce and Dick with Aunt Harriet. This is actually the hat store that Lisa worked in. Um, They're buying Aunt Harriet a hat for her birthday. I think she feels bad for spending money on a hat. She says a hat is a hat. Uh, The sales clerk uh, says, no, a hat is a memory. Um, Kind of weird. I thought it was too. I didn't know what that meant. You know how much the hat would cost though? $85? Like, oh, I I can't have you spend $85 on a hat for me. I looked it up. I looked up the inflation calculator. Brought up the inflation calculator. Two million dollars. I, I, well, I, mean, I typed eighty-five dollars in nineteen sixty-six to see what it would be today. It's roughly equal to five hundred and sixty-five dollars. It's an expensive hat. That's an expensive goddamn hat. He's a mil- he's a millionaire though. He is a millionaire though. Who? How can that business? How can that hat shop stay in business? It's Gotham that? City though. That's that's what you got to keep in mind. Big People and a hat is a memory. So that's true, and and you know, like Gordon O'Hara, you know they're they're skimming off the top. They're going in there, they're <laughs> buying these extravagant hats. Most of that is a hat tax. Oh yeah, yeah. No wonder why they love hats. There, hats are so expensive in that city. Yeah, and they're taxed through the roof. You know, so there's like a fifteen. There's like a fifteen percent tax on hats. <laughs> the sales clerk apologizes. Uh, that she's sh- uh, short-staffed. One of her workers was mixed up with a Mad Hatter. Bruce says, "Oh, don't worry. I've just had lunch with the district attorney." The Mad Hatter won't be bothering anyone anymore. There was some money exchanged. Yes. He's like, keep this keep this guy in prison. Gordon has his prison ball thing coming up. <laughs> Hatter is a good shortstop. Leave him. Yeah, put him on the team of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. As, as they leave, uh, Bruce looks in the mirror. This is a weird thing. I don't even know why I wrote this down because it's, <laughs> it's like, Robin's like, or Dick is like, what's wrong? And Bruce says... Oh, it's funny. I thought I was wearing a hat when I came in here. That I was confused. Was did that mean he was wearing a hat and someone else is out stealing hats? Or <laughs> I think it might be referring to the last time he was in there. He was wearing the cowl, but oh, but that's not a hat. I know that's what confused I me. Get that? You would have been better. I thought I was wearing my Batman cowl. If that's what he said, <laughs> I thought I was wearing my suit, my three piece suit, and my Batman cowl. And uh, said, Why would you be doing that? So, what did you think of the Mad Hatter? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It was goofy. It, there were some fun moments in it. Let's... Yeah, I, I would agree. There were. It was I fun. Don't, I don't get making it. It was actually more grisly than the other ones because he wants to make a human hat out of Batman. 
the the scene where Batman and Manhattan were fighting over the spikes was a little more intense than we normally get. And then uh, then of course the, the whole turkey uh, Alfred turkey interaction. Bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and uh, the fact that they just dump the Manhattan into a vat of acid. At the end. And the fact that the one cop was carrying an axe, which, like I said, I assume was to dismember Lisa. That's that might have been what happened. Yes. So overall, good episode. What's what's next? What's next on the roster? I think it's the uh, Joker, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's the Joker goes to school. Oh yes. yeah, and this, I'm that's a good forward. one. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a pretty fun one where they go to school because it also has a uh, Dick Grayson in school. So. It's kind of <laughs> so send your emails to stevenandy at gmail dot com. Check us out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Stephen Andy. Of course, we're still doing the Harry Comer contest. This might this might go on for a while because I don't think there's been anyone who's entered into it yet. Well, this might this might help it because now it's no longer just the Harry Comer contest. It's the Harry Comer Perry Mason contest. Because <laughs> I just found out that one Mr. Adam West, a Batman himself, two episodes of Perry Mason. Wow. I thought you were going to say I just found out Harry Comer three episodes of Perry Mason. We that, probably... I, that, I might end up finding that. He might be Perry but, Mason himself. He could be. But Adam West was Dan Southern in the case of the Barefaced Witness and Peter Norland in the case of the Bogus Books. <laughs> and if you thought that was something, and if you thought the four episodes of Chief O'Hare was something, one Commissioner Gordon, Neil Hamilton... No. Not four. No. Not five. No. <laughs> Not six. No, no. But seven. Oh my god. Episodes of Perry. Mason. Did he play someone different every time? Each time. <laughs> he played Bertrand Alred, Frank Livesley, Henry Noble, Jim Ames, Fred McCormick, Grove Dillingham, Victor Billings. And some of the cases that he was involved with The Case of the Lazy Lover. <laughs> The case of the golden fraud. The case of the difficult detour. That's just Perry Mason driving home and he gets stuck in traffic. <laughs> Actually, the difficult detours what O'Hara and, Alf- um, and, uh, and Gordon are always having problems with. <laughs> the case of the constant Doyle. <laughs> the, t- the case of the betrayed bride. The case of the drifting dropout. And my personal favorite. The case... Of the dubious bridegroom. <laughs> I can only assume that he was the dubious bridegroom. I want to know if maybe an infant uh, Burt Ward was in an episode. Oh, he wasn't. Okay. <laughs> no, unfortunately. But I'll tell you something, though. Yes. Burt Ward, he yes. was conceived on the set of Perry Mason. <laughs> His parents were watching an episode of Perry Mason. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so the Harry Comer Perry Mason contest. If you tell your friends to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Steve and Andy, all one word, um, whoever gets the most people to like us will win an issue of Justice League, and specifically Justice League Detroit. Yes. You know who had to have been on an episode of Perry Mason was Madge, Blake, and Harriet. <laughs> if you can find that, I'll say. I, I'll. We will change, just change the name of the podcast right now. <laughs> to Perry Mason. Stephen Andy Perry. To Perry Mason meets Batman. Yeah. That's what it would be. That's probably what it should be called. I'm looking right now. Uh, it's not looking good. Uh-oh. It's not looking good. She was on a bunch of episodes of Leave It to Beaver, though. <laughs> and, and Dennis the Menace. I thought she played the beaver. She did. <clears throat> okay. Was- that was in the adults-only version of the show. That was canceled <laughs> after one season, though. So, but man, all those. Wow. Bat- no, Batman it's still Perry- good. Yeah. The Batman Perry Mason connection. From what I understand, Raymond Burr refused to have Anne Harriet on the show. <laughs> it's like I refuse to have that woman. She's constantly trying to upstage everybody. Uh, <laughs> we should do an episode of Perry Mason. I think it'd be I good know. to do. I wonder if it's streaming on Netflix. I think it is. Um. Yeah, check us out. You would have to do one with Commissioner Gordon or one with Chief O'Hara. Join the contest. Get us. We, we're our goal by the by the time of the Super Bowl show. I want to have a hundred fans. That'd be that. Oh my! Oh God. no! Oh no! Yvonne Craig, Batgirl. 
the case of the lazy lover. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Who else was in the case of the lazy lover? One, Commissioner Gordon. That's the episode we're doing. And you know what? Oddly enough, like bizarrely, I bet they're lovers on the show. I, I bet they are. And you know, father, daughter, later. <laughs> Bizarre. Should we explain what Perry... I mean, there might be people who have no clue what Perry Mason is. Uh, Perry Mason was uh, like an early court series, kind of like Law and Order. But, but, it, was it, just... but it, had, it was more... Yeah, it had some... He was doing some detective work too, right? Perry Mason, the title character, was the... Yeah, but he was a lawyer. But he was solving the cases somehow, wasn't he? Well, well yeah, I guess it's almost more like Matlock. That's a little like Matlock, I was going to say, yeah. All right, so yeah, enter the contest, win a comic book potentially, and yeah. also there's there's new stuff coming up besides the Super Bowl show, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. There yeah. there is also we we got some new stuff in the works, but we can't. It's too premature to announce. I guess we can say. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do it. What are you What are you looking? <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta get it like just. It's gonna be a surprise. Okay. I had to do it, though, okay? Okay. It's, it's a Batman cast member. <clears throat> if he was on an episode of Perry Mason. Oh, no. Did you find... Is I, it I Mo? Oh. My. <laughs> God. King Tut. No. Four episodes no. of Perry Mason. <laughs> was one of them the case of the lazy lover? No. Uh, so check out our Facebook page. Email us, stevenandy at gmail.com. Email us your favorite Perry Mason episode. <laughs> <clears throat> or anything you can email us anything and and you know oh but speaking of i should we should read an email f- of from from uh lewis uh of from course perry a mason. fan of the show maybe perry mason lewis of course was the winner of the cat contest the, and oh, he okay. won the batman album and the um and the jim beard book gotham city 14 miles uh lewis sent a couple emails um but one I'll read here is when he got the album. Because we had to send the book and the album separately. Yeah, separately. <clears throat> so Lewis says, Hello, Steve and Andy. The postman brought me a parcel today. Initially, I had no idea what it was. I wasn't expecting anything to the best of my knowledge. I had forgotten that part of my prize included the Batman Christmas album. When I arrived at the, f- the first package around Christmas, I assumed that was my prize. I hadn't thought twice about the album. Completely slipped my mind. And you know what? I don't blame him. Because... <laughs> The book, I mean, that's the Jim Beard book. Oh, yeah. That's that's a big prize. And the album is I, fantastic, but... I actually heard that Jim Beard was writing a follow-up to Gotham City 14 Miles called The Case of the Amazing Law Show. <laughs> Four, 14 essays on why the Perry Mason series <laughs> still matters. <clears throat> I want to see that. It's still called Gotham City 14 Miles. Yeah, Gotham City 14 Miles, too. <laughs> So, uh, by the way, I should point out, Lewis sent this January 4th. So anyway, completely slipped his mind. Uh, so with the record here now, Christmas can officially begin in my household. <laughs> I'm sure you'll agree that it was the right decision in, in – uh, I'm sure you'll agree that I was right in my decision to postpone putting a Christmas tree or decorations up until the album was in my possession. <laughs> I, I don't blame him. I don't either. I can't tell you how happy my four-year-old daughter was upon hearing that she would finally be able to open the gift Santa had left for her ten days ago. After first listening to the album in, in its entirety, that is. Um, are you guys sure I'm okay to have this? Can't help but feel you've parted with a piece of your childhood or something. Would hate to think that you've given away your personal possessions. Uh, uh, it was actually purchased for the contest, so... Yeah, you don't have to worry. Andy saw it and he said, "That's it." That is actually kind of what. I, actually, my wife saw it and she was like, "Oh, we can, you guys can give this away on your contest." She's like, "Oh, that little contest of yours." Yeah. <laughs> At first, she was like, "Oh, she picked up a bunch of like Perry Mason paperbacks." I was like, "How about this?" And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no th- that's before you knew all the connections, of course. Exactly. I was like, "Perry Mason, that doesn't really even fit. no, it doesn't fit." What? But she knew. She knew. She did. She was like, "What about this particular paperback?" The case of the lazy lover. Lewis goes on to say, he was thrilled to receive a parcel from Minneapolis. Uh, of course, Andy lives near Minneapolis, Minnesota. Lewis says Minneapolis is the home of his favorite musical artist. Can you guess who that is, Andy? Uh, who's Scrooge? No, 
They're way placements. off. Way off. Way off. They're uh, prints. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've become familiar with many places. Uh, Minneapolis, through my lifelong interest in music and history, the club, First Avenue, uh, Paisley Park Recording Studios, etc., etc. The movie Purple Rain. <laughs> uh, he said Lewis has always uh, wanted to visit Minneapolis, so to receive a package was from Minneapolis was very cool. Well, this is like a lifelong dream of his. <clears throat> I know. Not only does he get this amazing record and Christmas can officially begin, but he also, I mean, in a way, he's touched Prince now. Exactly. It'll, it, wait, it, what's funny is when I was at the post office, Prince was in front of me. I thought he was working at the post <laughs> And I said, can I rub this package on you? Because I, I have a feeling that the guy that's getting it is a big, is a big, big Prince fan. And so what did he say? Me, Prince was like, oh, of course. You know. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Is he there? Uh, Prince? Well, yeah, he might be. And uh, had I not already sealed the package, he was going to slip in. Uh, a, a copy of a sign of the times, but <laughs> I already, already had it sealed. So, so sorry. Sorry, Lewis. Uh, Lewis says, uh, big thanks again for the generosity and effort in sending the gifts. They're very much appreciated. Keep up with the great work with the show, the Christmas episode and the recent Mad Hatter show were hilarious. Looking forward. He says, he's looking forward to the legendary lost episode. Well, by the time you listen to this, you will have, you would have, you, you would have heard it already. Yeah. So hopefully it was, it was probably a disappointment, but. <laughs> He's probably now saying, when are they going to do the Perry Mason episode? <laughs> Hope, or or the football, uh, super halftime show bowl. What was it? Yeah, yeah that well, was it. Yeah, that was it. <clears throat> um, he said, Hope 2012 is a great year for you both. Your transatlantic pal, Lewis. It was nice email from Lewis. So there you go. Yeah. Lewis, the winner of the contest. And you could win some, not of course as a, not we can never top that prize, but you can yeah. win something if you just get your friends to like us on Facebook, which no one has done, no. <laughs> to my knowledge, well, because they don't know what the they don't know what the uh, the, 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 the I want to say gift, but the the prize is yet. We've told them the prize. Yeah, but they want to know more because you know how we kept revealing more. Oh, do we have that's that's the only prize so far, but maybe we'll come up with something more. Because if you remember the first one we gave it, and then like the next week we're like, oh, here's more, and then more and more. I mean, oh, people are waiting. Oh, I see. Yeah, but yeah. we haven't set an end date to that contest. We'll just we'll play that one by ear. Do you know what they're thinking? <clears throat> What's that? Perry Mason season one. <laughs> that's what they're could thinking. be. That actually wouldn't be a bad prize. That's what they're gonna send. Um, it'd actually be kind of cool if I could get a hold of a couple Perry Mason paperbacks. That would be cool too. I either of those would work. Um, yeah, so like us on Facebook and leave an iTunes review. That might help. That we might incorporate that into the Harry Potter Perry Harry Potter into the, <laughs> the, the Harry Perry the Harry Perry Mason Comer episode. Uh, yeah, the Harry the Harry Comer Perry Mason contest. We might incorporate iTunes uh, reviews in there. We haven't gotten one in a very long time. No, we haven't. Any uh, any closing comments? Uh, I'm, I'm going to dip my foot in the Perry Mason pool almost immediately. But other than that, no, no, I don't really, you, you said, uh, you said Facebook, you said her blog, you said reviews. It sounds email. pretty much covered. Yeah, yeah, email. It sounds pretty much covered except for Perry, I, like I said, I want to dip my, dip my toes in the Perry Mason pool. Well, that might happen soon, but the next bowl you will be dipping your toes into is the Super Bowl on February 5th. I will talk to you then. All right. I'll talk to you then. See ya. See ya.